This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed.
sun, moon, and stars to outshine. turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Have you ever witnessed a point in an argument when the people get increasingly angry and the voices get louder and louder? You might have wondered to yourself, how can this anger be diffused? Well, the proverb has a suggestion, a soft answer. Sometimes people speak sharp words to us in an aggressive tone. Should we respond in like manner? We shall only add fuel to the fire. A soft answer has the power to throw water over the flame and diffuse a potentially explosive situation. Harsh words usually lead to a heated argument. Choose the gentle option. If someone is antagonistic to you today, what type of answer will you give? Think about it. You are welcome to the program Family Affairs. Relax as we present to you the topic Wealth Creation Principle. Thanks for tuning in to AWR. We are beginning our series on Wealth Creation Principles, a Christian perspective. And indeed, our model that we're going to use is an aunt's model. And I am... Francis Kwame Adjokum, a lecturer, Valley View University, Ghana. The first part of our discussion, or our lesson, is going to address very pertinent issue concerning wealth creation. Why are you poor in the first place when you can be rich? And another question is, is Bible against riches per se? The answer probably is no. But let us know these following facts about poverty and how we can 
deliver ourselves from poverty through wealth creation without falling or committing any crime against the laid down biblical principles. One, poverty is not a bad thing per se. And we can read that from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2. And Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2 says that the rich and the poor meet together. Jehovah is the maker of them all. So God is aware of the existence of the poor, just as he is with the existence of the rich. The second fact that we need to also understand about poverty is that poverty can lead someone to sin and so to hell. So it is with riches. And we can also open to the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 8 and 9. And let us read that together. If you have your Bible, or if you don't, then please write it. Remove far from me vanity and a lying word. Give me neither poverty or riches. Tear for me my portion of bread. And verse 9. Lest I be fool and deceive, and say, Who is Jehovah? Or lest I be poor, and steal, and violate the name of my God. The verse that we just read was from Solomon when he was praying that the Lord should not cause him to be excessively poor, so that he would go and steal, because a poor man is the hungry man. To go and steal so that he commits sin against God and go to hell. And in the same vein, he also balanced the equation by saying that, don't let me become so rich so that I will deny or defame your name and say that, who is Jehovah God? So friends, I want to believe by this premises that God, one, is not necessarily against poverty, as we read in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2. And at the same time, when you are poor and you don't do anything about it, it can lead you to stealing and you can go to hell. But to make you understand the lesson that we're going through, I have identified two kinds of poverty. One, we have the poverty due to disability and incapability. For you to be poor, one, poverty due to disability and incapability. In fact, Jesus Christ once said this, that the poor, you have them always with you. When, if you're a Bible student, you know that when Mary Madeline poured perfume from the alabaster box and she was being criticized by Judas Iscariot that it could have been sold and to be given to the poor, Jesus Christ said, you always have the poor with you. To tell us that there are a class of poor that you can't do without. And this is what I call them type A poverty. Poverty due to disability and incapability. Then we have type B poverty. Poverty due to one's own actions and inactions. And it is this particular part, B poverty, that this wave creation principles that we are studying seeks to eradicate. Indeed, those who are found within this category do not have any justification of being poor because of their actions or inactions. Below are some of the biblical truth about riches as well, because we have to understand biblical stance about poverty 
and biblical stance about riches. So let us also quickly go through biblical stance about riches. One, riches is not bad either. And we can also see that from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 2 that we read earlier. And if I am to summarize, it says that the poor and the riches are created by God and the Lord knoweth them. So being rich is not bad. But then the obsession of it can lead you to hell. And we can also see that from Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8 and 9. That is what we earlier on read, that remove far from me vanity and lying word, give me neither poverty nor riches, tear for me my portion of bread, lest I be full and deceive, and say who is Jehovah. When you are rich and you have the obsession of it, you can defame God's name. And so, listener, we will continue on riches and the fact that Bible or God does not against um, riches. And so, we will take it up from there in our next series. Thank you for tuning in. You just listened to a discussion on the topic, World Creation Principle. A continuation will be brought to you later. or contribution you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
Is the moment of truth. Watching for you Hello, my wonderful listener. You are welcome once again to Moment of Truth, the Discover segment. A moment in which we discover very important biblical truths that we apply for our lives. We have been looking at a very important question. Does my life really matter to God? And... In attempting to answer this important question, we have been going through this series. We started by saying God created a perfect world. He used six days to create our world and rested on the seventh day. He created man in a special way in his image. But evil came into our world through the decisions that men took. And there it was Satan, the devil, who deceived man to take that decision which he took. And so sin affected man and it affected all of creation. Animals, the grasses, the soil, everything. There was jealousy, animosity, greed, and human misery. All these multiplied. And the most terrible consequence of sin was death. Today we want to discover who this devil who infected our world with sin is and ask the question, did God create the devil since we said God created everything? John chapter 8 verse 44 answers the question, who is this devil who infected our world with sin? The book of John in the Gospels in the New Testament chapter 8 verse 44 John chapter 8 verse 44 reads, He was a murderer from the beginning. So who is this devil? This devil was a murderer from the beginning. There is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks his native language. He speaks of his own. Because he is a liar and the father of lies. So who is this devil? This devil was a murderer from the beginning. He speaks lies. He is a liar and the father of lies. John chapter 8 verse 44. These are the words of Jesus Christ. And according to Jesus, the devil is the originator of sin in the universe. He is the father, as it were, of sin. And thus, he is the father of murder. He is also the father of lying. Because, remember, he was able to deceive our first parents by lying to them. Thomas Callil, the great English philosopher, once took Ralph Waldo Emerson through some of the worst streets of London's East End. As they walked along silently, observing the wretchedness and evil around them, Khalil finally asked, Do you believe in the devil now? Why did he ask the question? He asked the question because the devil is the one who is noted to have caused the wretchedness and evil around them. And so that was a big question he asked. Do you believe in the devil now? Yes, of course, the devil does exist. But the question comes again. Did God create a devil? Did God create the devil? And the big answer is no. God did not create the devil. A good God cannot create a devil. Yet the Bible states that the devil along with the angels he had deceived lost their place in heaven and came to our world. And so God did not create a devil. He created something different. This is what we read of in Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 to 9. How did this devil come to our world? Revelation chapter 12, Revelation, the last book in the Bible, chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was held down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan. Who leads the whole world astray? He was held to the earth and his angels with him. So that was how he came. But how did the devil get into heaven in the first place? Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 14 and 15 tells us that You were anointed. In fact, these words are to the devil. You were anointed a garden cherub. A garden cherub means an angel. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. And so this devil we are talking about was found in heaven. And there was war in heaven and this war in heaven brought him down. And so he and his angels lost their place in heaven. God did not create the devil. He created Lucifer, a perfect angel. Maybe we'll be talking about Lucifer the next time we continue with this series. He created Lucifer, who was a perfect angel, the garden cherub, blameless in his ways, until iniquity was found in him, wickedness was found in him. Lucifer was one of heaven's leading angels, standing next to God's throne. But then, this Lucifer we are talking about, 
sinned, wickedness was found in him. And so he was expelled from heaven. Once he was expelled from heaven and posing as Adam and Eve's friend, he became the deadliest enemy of all humanity. When he was expelled from heaven, he went to Adam and Eve in the form of the serpent and went as a friend. He went to tell them good news that by eating the fruit, they will be wise as God, not knowing he was rather the enemy. We'll be talking about how and why Lucifer, this perfect angel, became a sinner, how he came to sin the next time we continue with the series. But until then, you've been listening to Pastor Josiah Ando, AWR Ghana. God bless you. very much for staying with us once again you can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. A-W-R, Ghana. Voice of hope. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.